This is Mango Masala, the South Asian show. My name's Gins, and I'm joined here by Simran. How are you doing? What, what is up, guys? I am good. Um, it's so windy. I know. Let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room, or the Eunice in the room. Um, how has it been? I don't, it hasn't been that bad in Nottingham, has it? Um, I, I mean, I checked the weather app yesterday, and I don't know how correct this is, but it was 50 mile an hour winds here. Um, and I had to do a food shop and I was really debating just starving because I was like, I don't want to force a poor delivery person to come out in the weather. Yeah, true. And I was like, what do I do? Like I had nothing. I had exhausted my rations. Um, and I was like, like, what do I do? Um, and then I forced my friend to come with me and then it was fine when we got there, did the shop, it was fine. It was raining, there was a bit like run into the shop. And then when we came out, we were sat in the car and my car was like rocking from side to side. Poor Jake. Poor Jake. <laughs> I was so scared. This is what happened when I was driving to Manny in Storm Malik. Mm. When I was in the Peak District or something. Oh my God, it was so scary. I can't, I just, I'm not going to get in my car anymore when, when storms are happening. It is mad though, because I know normally sometimes we have like a, a big storm, say like once a year, but that's why we've had like three in the space of a month. Like, yeah, maybe that's global warming. Yeah. Scary. And but like, I've seen, have you not seen the videos of like people's everything just flying yeah. away? Yeah. I mean, I have seen that video of the wheelie bin, but I'm pretty sure that's not the UK. Like everyone's like um, circulating this video around that's of a wheelie bin that's flying in the air, but I'm fairly certain it isn't actually the UK, guys. Like, why is it always um, trampolines? Is it? Oh, yeah, I've seen one in Manchester of a trampoline. Um, going around. I've seen honestly, I've seen probably more than ten videos of trampolines flying. Right, and there was one where it landed upright in the middle of a slip road off the motorway and all the cars were just parked behind this trampoline. Uh, it's so funny. I mean, that's the thing. Obviously, when things like these happen, obviously, sometimes there's a few fatalities, which are obviously tragic and um, condolences. Has been? Yeah, there's been three people that have died in um, Storm Eunice, which is obviously tragic and condolences to anyone who has lost yeah. anyone. However... It does also provide a bit of meme-worthy content, like when these storms happen. So I, I just wish we could have the meme content without, obviously, the deaths. But anyway, yeah. Look at the O2, man. Oh my god, yeah. AP Dylan no longer happening. AP Dylan gone. I mean, they rescheduled it for the twenty-second or twenty-third yeah. or something. Yeah, I think um, it's twenty-second. Well, it's like Tuesday night isn't the same as Friday night. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. yeah. So AP Dylan got cancelled. That's depressing. Mm, but I saw like, loads of stories anyway. of the Birmingham one, and it looked really sick. Okay, so this is maybe this is we could talk about this because I really don't want to sound like an old boring person right but i just hate i hate looking at a concert and all you can see is people's phones true i mean it. and this was bad like this was bad, yeah. bad. Like, normally there's a certain degree of phones like they're, they're spotted around or whatever there might be like quite a few maybe by the front or something this was like more phones than people it looked like yeah i mean on the one hand i suppose it is kind of nice when it has the whole lighters in the air effect you know what i mean when like it's sort of yeah. like that that that's that, that's that's kind of cool but i get what you mean in terms of who is actually there in the moment i mean i've had that myself when i've been at concerts i'm not someone that enjoys live music that much i prefer it for the comfort of my own home but when i have been i've always been a bit like 
oh should i should i be because everyone around me is like recording it but and i like do i want to capture yeah. this moment or do i want to actually experience it because i honestly yeah. i don't think you can do both like it's weird obviously it's not the same as yeah. live music but i remember um when Mayanka, my fiance, we went, we went to her um, graduation like three odd years ago, and it was I was I was videoing it to you know the bit where you walk across the stage. Um, condolences, Simmer, and you haven't experienced that. I apologise for your. <laughs> Moving on. Um, oh, wait, graduation. Of, yeah, yeah. Or oh, did you get one? Oh, I, I'm I'm getting it in April. I'm okay, that that's that's fine then. So you'll you'll know what I'm talking about when you walk across the yeah, stage, yeah. and. Um, I was like videoing it just so we have it and then obviously it's only a split second that they're on the stage so i got like a really good quality video of her walking across the stage and graduating but then like literally the split second afterwards i was like wait but i didn't even watch her walk uh, across i literally was like watching the video screen you know what i mean yeah. like it's such a yeah it's a tricky one and it's like you don't have that memory now of seeing her go across you just know what it looks like because you filmed it yeah i mean obviously i have that peripheral vision like i've got that peripheral vision yeah. but in terms of the actual yeah it, it's a tough one i mean like i'm big on concerts and i won't lie like i definitely have been at concerts and filmed maybe not a lot of it a lot of it <clears throat> but like a, probably like a good portion of it and like put that on social media and had like a, probably quite an annoying like story or something um yeah i know which one i know which concert. one you're referring to in terms of that what, video Scott? the no the video that you took of yourself yeah that we talked about Which in our one? no the um the one where you were singing oh i didn't take that i didn't take that okay fair a random person took that for me and i had to like exchange socials in the middle of a concert okay allow it fair. um yeah i mean i but recently i've stopped like i'll take the bare minimum amount of video and then i really just want to like be there um but i understand why people take videos because like obviously you want to preserve the memories you want to like cherish them forever obviously a lot of people want to put them on social media so do i but this was next level this concert like every yeah. snap i saw it wasn't even like oh when he just came out everyone had their phones out or for a particular song everyone had their phones out this was like the entirety of the concert everyone yeah. had their phones out. i was like are you guys here for the concert or are you guys here to show everyone that you're at the concert i mean on the plus side for us it's like we basically got to see the concert anyway yeah, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the ab dylan concert from about 65 different angles mm. but segue king coming into effect speaking of so. concerts and performances the super bowl which happened yeah. last sunday um are you simran are you someone that like stays up to watch or do you watch the day afterwards um i've never ever ever seen american football being played or mm. have i ever watched the super bowl but now i live with uh my flatmates are american so they were like we're gonna stay up we're getting like drinks and food and we'll get takeaway and stuff they were like want to join i was like loki yeah like that's actually <laughs> that was really fun um so we sat there from like eight o'clock in the evening and the game didn't start till like 11 30 or something but apparently like the ads are the best that you know i don't know how i really felt about that many ads so many ads in america yeah let me just put that out there i don't know why and <clears throat> All, all their ads feel like Black Mirror a little bit. Feel like why? Why do they feel like Black Mirror? Because I feel like they're very overproduced. Like they're very, very commercial. They feel like something you put on in the background of Black Mirror. Mm. Whereas ours, I feel like in a weird way, are a little bit more like authentic. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Having seen both, yeah, I think I do get what you mean. Like even for the they're same products. Staged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're very like 
for a limited time only 1999 and they're like very very like they're very like cliche yeah um whereas i think our ones are a little bit more like subtle yeah Um, why is the only thing that's coming to my mind the girl compare man when you're saying all like, I can, yeah, all I can think about is um, you know, the really emotional saints with Christmas adverts. Oh yeah, John Lewis. That and make that. everyone cry. Yeah, all the ones that um, you know, the Asda ones where they smack the bonds. They don't do that anymore, do they? I, they I, do. They, they do. brought it back. They brought it back. <laughs> I saw it the other day. I was with my mum. It came on the TV and I started screaming. I was like, they hit their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> there was people kicked off about it. I think. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, to be honest, it's probably. Anyway, we're going on a tangent here, but yeah. Super, Super Sorry. Bowl. Sorry, um, yes, we watched it. It was really, it was actually really fun to watch. Like, it was interesting. I didn't really understand the game. I didn't know who we were rooting for every time someone scored. <laughs> I was like, is that, is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. Um, but yeah, OBJ getting sent off was sad. I didn't get sent off by football. He got injured. That was sad. Um, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the halftime, I've never seen a live halftime show. That was cool. I think... I don't know if people have like a certain degree of recency bias going on and that it like just happens to everyone saying like that's the best Super Bowl halftime show of all time because I feel like that kind of happens every year mm. you get a degree of people like that was the best one ever like it, no one will ever top that and then the next year everyone's like that's the best one ever no one will ever yeah. top that um, so I don't know if that's what's still going on it was a very very good show I don't I, personally I don't know if I would say it's the best of all time but definitely top five if not top three like yeah. it was so 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 good and mm-hmm. I think cultural impact wise like phenomenal the fact that they had like flags saying Compton and on the ground was like what I'm assuming was like the streets view like layout of like mm-hmm. Compton or LA I think that was incredible like bringing something like that to the Super Bowl like Snoop Dogg crip walking on stage like, <laughs> I think that's just I think that's just incredible yeah it wasn't 50 cent upside down or something yeah like I can't <laughs> for the life of me cannot remember what music video he does that in but there's a really old school music video where he's hanging upside down. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, and then you <laughs> it was had like little like Easter eggs they put in like everywhere. I was like, yeah, that's actually cool. Mm. And you had um, Eminem um, taking the knee when the NFL told him not to, as well. Yeah, yeah, which was, I think, interesting to see because it obviously exposed the fact that he'd been told not to. Mm. Because awkward, yeah. um, and the fact that he did it anyway is obviously like props to him. I wonder how like if his management knew he was going to do that or if everyone else like the other artists knew or the you know the the crew and the um, people playing the instruments like i wonder if everyone knew that was going to happen or not mm-hmm. yeah no i think <clears throat> i haven't pr- i've seen clips i haven't properly watched it but i think when you've got all those artists together like dr dre mary j blige eminem 50 cent all of them like all together snoop dogg obviously everyone who was there I think automatically you're going to have a better show, which is maybe that's the way that they need to go Mm. forward is having more collectives rather than just individual artists. Because I remember a few years back, Justin Timberlake did it solo. And I think obviously Justin Timberlake is a really good artist, but I remember people being a bit like, "Mm, I don't know, it it wasn't amazing. I think... Since the J-Lo and Shakira one, I feel like it's been such a like pivotal thing to do it with more than one person now because it's such a big show. Maybe one single artist doesn't quite bring it all to the table in terms of like making everyone enjoy it on that big of a production and like filling up to that much of a production, if that makes sense. Yeah. Especially with this one with like, what, five people, I think it was? 
yeah at and least. Anderson Pack on drums. Yeah. Um so I feel like now it's going to be very difficult to go back to doing like a phenomenal show with maybe just one person. I think the group shows might be the wave now. Yeah. I mean, you have to have <laughs> that star quality. Not to say that J Lo and Shakira aren't amazing, which they are. But I'm just thinking of when Lady Gaga did it. I think she's mm-hmm. an example of someone who did carry themselves and the whole oh, performance. Yeah. And she's obviously one single person. So mm-hmm. I think you. It depends on the performer. I think personally, and you know, I'm going to say this personally. I really love the weekends one, mm. but I think a lot of people didn't like it because they didn't understand it. He was going through his weird after hours red suit phase. Yeah. Um, I think it was a bit like it didn't captivate a lot of people unless you were like a real, real weekend fan. Is that you? Yeah. That's me. Yeah. A real. Yeah. real <laughs> fan. Um, but like, I feel like unless you really know like the ins and outs of it, like you wouldn't really get it, and you just on first impressions, you feel like, what is going on? yeah fair enough um and also i think with this halftime show people love the og people like people really like the older school kind mm. of talent instead of like maybe more new age artists because i really feel like despite his talent and despite how good his performance was kendrick lamar really did get washed out mm. yeah because when, when he's put up against all of these obviously more early noughties late 90s iconic artists yeah fair i can imagine just like people like older the older crowd of people like really like getting hyped up to like all the like california love and everything mm. going crazy to all those songs the 50 cent eminem and whatever and then when kenjit noir comes on being a bit like oh what yeah i mean maybe they i feel like they were probably were trying to appeal to everyone but maybe didn't quite hit the mark in that sense yeah i think i think it was a really amazing performance from him but in comparison to everyone else who'd gone around him, I feel like it was the least memorable one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. rounding off this segment, wanted to ask if you could have your um, very own Super Bowl or plan your own Super Bowl halftime show, who would you go for? And for the sake of it, let's say that it's actually happening here. That doesn't mean it has to be a British artist, but let's say it's happening at the halftime of the fa- of the deciding match of the Premier League or something like that. Oh my god! In the UK, <laughs> oh my obviously god. that would never that would never work and never yeah. happen. But let's just say it's happening there. Skepta. Yeah. Big number one, and then not like a separate sceptre, but I think he should bring on like Briscoe, Jamie, Jama, like everyone, right? Like yeah, BBK. BK, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. And then okay, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna do a British halftime. <laughs> okay. So BBK, mm-hmm. DWE, Wiley, Dizzy Rascal. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then oh, I feel kind of bad because I just said rap. Okay, Adele, Sam Smith take that robbie williams <laughs> okay oh, well, uh, is this all at once <laughs> to be fair i'm sure adele adele would be all all up for that to be honest like i feel bad because i've just said rap people and I, obviously if yeah. it really was like a, a halftime show it would let's be honest it wouldn't be rappers it would be adele i mean or ed sheeran or something that like homage to grime would be such a sick thing like i think it would be one of those things like this it would happen but years down the line yeah it wouldn't be the first one say they like in the premier league they were like right we're doing a halftime show guys i mean that's what i don't understand like how do they because obviously you will have you were watching it live 
it's surely there's so much effort after uh, all the players come off and then they set up the whole stage and yeah, then so obviously they just cut to commercial but they do do like i don't know like on the side of the field like interviews with people or like they do like weird like, who what are you expecting what songs or whatever with random people um and they um in the back you can see them setting the whole thing up it's crazy that must be just so much effort yeah i don't know i'm just like yeah i don't know i I feel like we couldn't be bothered to do that over here no 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 or it'd rain and the grass would be wet or something like the 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 production of just the super bowl i don't know i just couldn't believe what i was seeing like i asked my flatmate who's not american and i was like do we even have stadiums like this in england he was like kind of not really like maybe like wembley maybe yeah but like that whole stadium's like inside air conditioned huge it looks so much bigger than wembley looks i was like that's just crazy and that's like every state has something like that yeah and we're if anything one state and we yeah that's don't. crazy have you opened your curtains summer it looks a lot brighter in there now no but the, <coughs> the clouds have cleared oh fair enough so obviously the probably the main news of this week is the most recent development in regards to prince andrew and the ongoing sexual assault allegations coming from um, virginia guffrey i think that's how you pronounce her surname and they sort of have reached an impasse at this um this week because it's been announced that they are prepared to settle the assault case out of court um with apparently um prince andrew is going to pay up to a total of 12 million pounds i think it's between somewhere between 7 to 12 million is estimated um and yeah so that means that he won't go to court over i i I, pretty certainly means he won't go to court over the Mm. allegations um and i think the majority of people upon hearing this obviously we're not here to um discuss as to whether or not he's guilty because obviously we don't have the facts and also in the words of blue that's for the jury to decide um except they won't decide anymore because it's not going to be a case but regardless we're here to discuss about this um payoff so it, we know that this money which is up to 12 million pounds has come from queen elizabeth and that's been confirmed what we don't know is whether that money has come from the taxpayer and i think that's the main point of contention that everyone's like because they're like well have we as taxpaying citizens been has our money been used to pay off someone who has been accused of sexual assault because i'm sure a lot of people wouldn't be very happy if that was the case mm-hmm. yeah any initial thoughts, Simran? I think the first thing to look at is why is it even coming from Queen Elizabeth in the first place if she like stripped him of his um, titles and his rights and stuff. Mm. I thought, considering how this has been held, um, the, this been dealt with in like the public eye and through the media and stuff has been very like hush hush. I personally, since the beginning of this case, do not understand why it hasn't been so much more of a big deal obviously Mm. it is a big deal and the media has handled it like has made front page news and whatever but i feel like the the nature of the case means that it should be huge like huge like with Mm. um jeffrey epstein and everything i feel like it should be like 
massive massive case that should be like followed every inch of it right yeah even it, even if like, it's just allegations like it should yeah. receive that level of attention yeah but obviously obviously like it's been dulled down as much as it possibly can be mm. for obvious reasons which is annoying in itself but since the queen has basically like said like oh, we don't want nothing to do with you i'm surprised that she's even provided the money yeah I, you know what it is as well it's that uh, the thing is i was looking into this basically and um there is a, a sort of history of the queen or the royal family being a bit dodgy when it comes to money in my opinion so i've just got a few stats here so just for context as well if if this money is 12 million pounds and if it turns out because i believe that they're in the pmqs on wednesday i believe it's going to be raised as to whether or not it has come from the taxpayer just to put it in context in 2020 taxpayers paid 85.9 million to the queen in the form of the sovereign grant so what's that like maybe a sixth of that would have been used to pay off if, if it's 12 million pounds and it's, this isn't it like it's been uh, throughout history so in the 70s the queen actually successfully lobbied the government to change a draft law in order to conceal her quote-unquote embarrassing private wealth from the public according to documents discovered by the guardian so basically she put elizabeth's um, private lawyer put pressure on ministers to alter proposed legislation to prevent her shareholdings from being disclosed in public so basically to hide from the public how yeah. much the, the queen's quote-unquote private wealth actually is and then in 2010 so obviously that's relatively recent reportedly the queen asked ministers for a poverty handout to help heat her palaces because they feared it would be uh, but it was rebuffed because they feared it would be a public relations disaster so the royal aides complained to ministers in 2004 that the queen's gas and electricity bills which had increased by 50 percent that year stood at more than one million a year and had become untenable um and they also complained that the 15 million government grant to maintain the queen's policies was inadequate so i mean i, I did go and look into this afterwards as well in terms of obviously people that are in support of the monarchy a lot of the time their argument is oh but the tourism it brings in money and i did go and look into it and obviously the amount that comes in from supposedly from tourism is ridiculous it's, it's billions of pounds so it's yeah. not it's not like this 12 million pounds is 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 balanced out by that it's a very small percentage of that however i just I'm a bit confused how any of the queen or the royal family's wealth can ever be private, considering that they mm -hmm. have attained it through purely by being the royal family, which essentially runs as a business. And obviously we know where a lot of that money has come from. It's come from profiting from um, previously colonized countries, most of them still to this day, <laughs> because they still hold so many relics that they haven't returned. So, yeah. <laughs> It's honestly, like, it's honestly ridiculous. Like, I feel like if Helene was here, oh my god, we'd be in for yeah, a If anything, it's probably a good thing that Helene is not here because the studio would probably be burned down <laughs> by now. I think there's a lot of like weirdness when it comes to 
talking bad on the royal family like in this day and age it's still very like a lot of people still are like no no you need to respect it like and uphold like you know that respect for the monarchy or whatever like people still don't even want to open their mouth to criticize because it's very like oh it's just cute like it's this nice thing that we have in this country right but then you look yeah. at it and it's just like laced with scandal with such disgusting scandal with the last like a couple of years of prince andrew mm. that i just no longer can even like i can't even look past like prince george and prince princess charlotte and be like oh my god so cute you know what i mean yeah uh, oh, no kind problem. of over it yeah and the fact that like we pay essentially pay for them to just be the royal family and to just exist is yeah. crazy considering that they can't you know be open about where the money comes in and comes out of or they can't be open with us or they can't be more interactive with the public about certain things or like when Meghan Markle came along all of that like drama and then basically exiling her and Harry out to Canada and then all this stuff with Andrew it's just like yeah. ridiculous at this point and no one I think as our generation becomes older it's going to become more and more like important that we speak out on these things and that I think the love for that family will die out eventually yeah but i can i can definitely see that happening and i think as well depending on because um if it goes if it inevitably goes that the queen passes away at some point in the future prince charles takes it on because prince charles is actually he's relatively old himself he doesn't um have a ridiculous amount of time left as morbid as that sounds it's, it's fact yeah um so presumably by the time that prince william comes to the throne he will still be relatively young i believe and i think part of, i think this this will be lost with charles actually but i think part of the reason why the monarchy is like you know what you were saying oh it's this cute thing it's because at the end of the day the queen is to us i know to our generation she's always sort of been this little old lady like sort of thing and yeah without without if you haven't got the knowledge of what the royal family has stood for in the past and the atrocities that were um committed under their rule for hundreds of years then i can imagine it's very easy to sort of see it as like oh but she's just like my gran sort of thing like you know what i mean i feel like yeah, yeah, once yeah. she's gone especially because charles has obviously been tainted with everything that happened with diana and the fact that the queen is recently come out and said that she wants camilla to be called queen which is a very interesting like that that is actually going in my opinion i think that will um, actually dissuade a lot of royalists from being royalists uh -huh. because a lot of, yeah yeah exactly so i think i i, I and it's for it i literally um when i was writing for pi radio i um I remember there was it was all the Meghan Markle stuff was happening so I was writing a lot about um what was going on in terms of that and obviously that includes a lot of discussions about what was happening with Diana so I joined all of these Facebook groups you know the ones that are dedicated stuff to Diana and from inside information I can concern <laughs> it's not looking good for Camilla from in there <laughs> are you still in them yeah you know I, I just, it's, 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 it's it's ridiculous <laughs> the amount even now when it's like was that diana isn't even in the news and it's just constantly like photoshopping her face onto this or that like that i think it, you know what i think it is i think it's because um because there's not a definitive culture for dare i say it white people 
Like I, I think because brown people, brown people, black people, all these individual ethnicities and these different countries have their own culture, they have something to hold on to. Whereas white British people, I believe, especially older ones, yeah, that that's what they have. They don't necessarily like if you if I was to ask you what's white British culture. I think we'd yeah. probably say like, oh, it's a fish and, fish and chips. Like literally, what what else? <laughs> fish and chips and the royal family. So I think that's probably why because <laughs> because they because that's all they can hold on to. Yeah. I think that's that's why they're holding on to it so much because like if they don't, then they lose all sense of their identity. That's why so many of them believe that what what was done like they'll like you have people that were born in like say the fifties that will go on and on about what happened in yeah. the war and this and that. And it's like you weren't even born. <laughs> like you know what I mean it's just like a pivotal thing that they have to hold on to to kind of I think create an idea of some semblance of like unity culture togetherness with one another and like create yeah. this kind of I don't want to say facade as if it didn't happen because obviously it did happen and it was a reality for a lot of people but kind of create this image or this narrative that the UK has something to hold on to in terms of that and you know can comparatively to a lot of cultures it's not as distinct mm. which is why i think it's overdone and then i think a lot of people have this weird like parasocial relationship with princess diana like that yeah. it's kind of like honestly you like you like you've seen yourself in the facebook groups that it becomes like borderline obsessive mm -hmm. in 2022 people are still yeah, like it's literally 25 years this year since she suddenly passed away so like still people are going on and on yeah but you know it, it, it's it's funny like it is funny <laughs> it is it's kind of funny to imagine like middle-aged or like older people sitting at their desks and like little cottages photoshopping diana and like putting like things all around it <laughs> and like making like memorials or whatever like this year will be interesting i'm sure on your facebook groups <laughs> oh yeah i'm definitely gonna stay in it till august 100 <laughs> percent, 25 year anniversary oh my god <sighs> but yeah i just it's going to be very interesting with the Prime Minister's question to see if he confirms if it's going to be taxpayer money or not, even though I think we kind of guessed it is going to be, because where else is it going to come from? You know, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get told that, oh, it's not. You know what I mean? Like With the events of the last two years, who even believes a word that comes out of his mouth at this point? In our just, opinion, based on what has actually happened, let's be honest. Downing Street parties. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> I think there's a lack of trust between the Queen herself and Boris Johnson as well. Oh yeah, because like she was doing a prin Prince Prince Philip's funeral on her own when he was yeah. having events the day before, allegedly. <sighs> so yeah. yeah. So I just feel like countries are shambles. Me and my friend were talking about it yesterday. We were talking about uh Eunice. Sorry to bring it back, but we were talking about the O2. Mm -hmm. And we were like, that is just the metaphor for how fragile the UK is. Very the O2, true. the O2 is a tent. It's a marquee. It's no better <laughs> than an Asian wedding. Very true. You're gonna have your wedding yeah. at MO2. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> how many guests could you fit in there? <laughs> Twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> if someone would do that, some Indian prince somewhere. Yeah. Definitely would make that happen it. but like just look at the the panels of the o2 being ripped off <laughs> with a bit of wind how are they going to fix that for tuesday yeah i don't know what day is it saturday yeah mate ap <laughs> dylan oh dear it's fine come to manchester is he actually isn't he even coming to manchester yes tonight is 
Hey, Pedro owns in Manchester. <laughs> Why are you looking around? Like I don't know. I expect him to come walk through the door right now. Yeah. Surprise! Hello. <laughs> I'm here. Well, I, uh, I should have messaged him. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I have DM'd him in the past. It didn't work. Why, why are you being so stushy, Pedro? Why are well, you not come responding on. to Simran's DMs? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. he's in Manny tonight. Also, I can I say something that. about him? He's lip syncing. He's so obviously lip syncing. Sorry. I just had to say it. We're going to play a bit of music while you digest <laughs> that insight from Simran. <laughs> My name's Goons. I'm joined here by Simran. How are you doing? Hello, guys. Good, good, good. How are you? All right. And not like I haven't been speaking to you for the past hour, but you know. I know. <laughs> I've got good news. Okay, go on. Touchwood, I'm finally getting to I'm finally getting to live out my old Trafford fantasy. No, my Trafford Centre fastest fantasy. I don't know which one's which. Well, you're I'm going on Monday, basically. You go into the Trafford Centre on Monday. Yeah. Okay. What What's the That's occasion? Exciting. Um, I just haven't seen one of my mates in so long, and it was kind of like the easiest place to meet, or like at least the most interesting place to meet. Um, so we're gonna go there. And yeah, I'm so excited. I hope it lives up to your expectations. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be really shocked because the pictures I've seen of it are just not what I expected at all. I just wasn't expecting palm trees and like Dubai vibes. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> even even when it's bad weather, it is like it's semi boo The thing is, it's such a bougie building, but then inside, like it, it doesn't <laughs> feel bougie. It, it's nice, but it doesn't feel like that. You know what I mean? Cause- it's got good shops decent yeah i mean i'm not really like a shopper but like it's it, it's packed at christmas so like it, yeah people be. definitely go in there and yeah i think no i think it is decent and it's semi-close like there's a few rich areas in trafford so i think like people probably do go there quite a bit am i gonna see money May? potentially i don't know like <laughs> i think actually i can't imagine her going to the trafford center from being honest i feel like she knows no. that she would get like Mobbed, yeah, mobbed, by like, yeah, by like yeah. twelve-year-old girls. Literally, but yeah. I when I came to Manny fun. last time, because I only come to Manny now for like radio stuff. But when we when we, when we actually went out, out, we went to Manhattan, and the day we went was the day after Molly May had been there. Mm. That's it. That's a, that's a very cool story, Simran. Thank <laughs> you so much for sharing that. That, I, I, I've driven. Oh, I've I've driven on the same roads as Molly May. You know, because I drive <laughs> to, round. Be, yeah. To be fair, so am I. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Wow, like big. <laughs> like, uh, all, right, all right. These TikTok generation to, obsessed with influencers. I'm just trying to be a northerner. You're trying to be a northerner by obsessing over Molly May. That is exactly maybe, maybe the that's... way not to do that. I understand. I see where I've gone wrong. Do better, Simran. Do I will, better. I will. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, segue, segue. <laughs> Speaking of people needing to do better, Ooh, <laughs> in, my, in, in my opinion, Miss um, Angela Rayner. Now, for those of you that don't know that name, she is the Shadow Chancellor. So she's Keir Starmer, who's the Labour lead, leader's um, right hand woman in parliament and she had some interesting comments to say um on a podcast that she recently appeared on so um it was matt ford's political party podcast and she told them that she was quite hardline on law and order 
and said that she would encourage police to antagonize criminals. Quote, on things like law and order, I'm quite hardline. I am like, shoot your terrorists and ask a question second. Um, and people have been coming forward since she, she said that, saying that these remarks are deeply concerning. Obviously, we, we, we spoke even last week about um, following Cressida Dick's um, resignation about what happened with um, Jean-Charles de Menezes as well. Um, and... I think there's a quote from someone who from from Momentum who actually said from regressive drug policy to abandoning the rule of law labor are trying to out tory the tories that's a quote yeah. so i mean so going back to angela's comments if we're going to focus on one in particular i think it would be the shoot terrorists first ask mm-hmm. quick questions second now I, I, it is just a bit like surely you know why that's that you shouldn't be advocating for that like it just seems so tone deaf because mm. i understand what she means when she says it like because we're obviously condemning ter- terrorism here we're not saying that like they're not in yeah, the wrong just just let right? them just go and go on with their business like that that's not that's not yeah, what we're saying that's to not be what clear. we're saying but the statement itself of shoot first ask questions later is so um dangerous i think because if you're basically advocating for that to happen it's rooted in a lot of like institutional racism i think and if you look at stuff like the black lives matter movement that happened that you know that's what we saw with police officers shooting first and asking questions second and when you put that kind of power into the wrong hands you know in armed police's hands people that are holding guns you know dangerous weapons and whatever then you're looking at you're creating a situation where you're basically giving people the jurisdiction to shoot other people without even questioning the protocol or questioning you know whether what they should be doing is right or not before Mm -hmm. they've even killed someone and putting completely innocent people in a lot of more risk than they already are um, precisely and in a such a high pressure situation you never know where someone's mind could be and could you know miscalculate or think of the wrong person or misjudge a situation and you that, like you said you're putting innocent lives at risk yeah i mean i think when it comes to things like terrorism i obviously i'm not trying to oversimplify things here i understand that there are people that work tirelessly to try and prevent it from happening and a lot of the time they are successful however I am always a bit like if people knew about supposed um, terrorist activity that was going to happen, I don't understand why if they were aware, say, for example, they're aware of someone who is going to commit a terrorist offence and they're following them. Why would you allow them to actually get to that place anyway in that sort of situation like surely you would have apprehended them beforehand or like contained the situation and i think the other thing as well is just at what point does it stop like if we're saying um oh um we shoot first ask questions later in terms of terrorists well soon if you if you condone that then it will be extended to eventually yeah all 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 sorts of criminals essentially Uh and then it's just the case of if i think he looks like a bad guy or she looks like a bad person i'm gonna shoot them (laughs) like i think it's not only a dangerous statement to make it's surprisingly 
it's like shockingly violent to hear from mm. a British politician. It's kind of something that we're used to hearing from like America. Yeah. I think hearing it here, like that quote said, the Labour's trying to out Tory the Tory is actually quite accurate um, in regards to this because we're not used to hearing things like that here. We don't really speak on things like that. It's very like yeah. kind of swept under the rug a little bit. And mm. to hear it come from a politician, someone so high up is quite shocking. It's particularly think- conservative. Yeah, 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 precisely. And if we go with her idea, the reality is how that's going to play out is the face of modern day terrorism right now is a brown male face, really, isn't it? Because that's yeah. the like the media how they portray it to be, right? When you look at like school shooters compared to what we actually consider terrorists to be, yeah. it's usually a person of color who's a male, and that is just putting the ideas and the weapons and the power into the hands of the wrong people who are gonna like she said shoot first and ask questions later yeah i mean i don't understand even if we were going to appease this idea of um i I get what she's saying in terms of dealing with the problem first and then afterwards sort of breaking it down what's actually happening i don't understand why does it not exist yet that there's a weapon or a preventative measure that people can use that sedates an individual like i've often wondered this in cases where there's like um tasers because tasers to me seem like a very um what's it called they seem like a very um violent measure of restraining someone like obviously they're used to prevent people from escaping or to when people are threatening people that that's what they use as an alternative to shooting them but to me they're still incredibly violent you're essentially electrocuting someone i've always wondered why does it not exist a sort of preventative weapon that you can use which essentially would sedate the person like sort of maybe like just put them in like in a sort of like a two minute sort of you know what i mean you know like like an an anesthesia sort of thing Right. I'm not disagreeing. I'm really not disagreeing. But I think, and it's not that tasers don't have this issue as well. But I think the issue would be dosage. Yeah. yeah. With that, with like a say, you had a particularly large person or someone who was like, or like you couldn't, you never know how it might interact with people that are on certain substances or medication or something like that. Like, yeah, exactly. Maybe physiologically, there might be more risk factors with a sedatory, like tool. Yeah. Well, and I don't know, like thing is like with tasers like i don't like me speaking from a personal perspective i've got like a heart condition so i'm always a bit like oh if i was ever in a situation where i might get tasered i would literally be petrified of it because i don't know how that's going to react in terms of that but and again i think in this whole situation this is ignoring the fact that it is a very invasive technique essentially obviously if people are doing wrong and they need to be restrained they need to be restrained however there's a lot of cases where pe- this sort of force is applied to people and it's completely unnecessary and it goes beyond a certain point there's absolutely like at the end of the day you are electrocuting someone or you're perforating someone's skin like you shouldn't mm-hmm. do that unless absolutely necessary i think mm-hmm. i'm just like in cases like shooting like surely it's better to it'd be better to permanent uh, sorry not permanently temporarily um debility someone from being able to do any damage and then sort of put them in handcuffs whatever rather than 
literally shooting, which obviously has so much more of a possibility of permanently injuring them. Like, I just don't understand why there hasn't been sort of any development to sort of get to that middle ground that would maybe make it a lot easier to actually tackle crime as well. Probably, I would imagine. I think so. Like, obviously, I think if that technology existed and that kind of, like, those those weapons existed, it would definitely be, like, a lot more effective than what we're going with at the moment but even like going off what we have to deal with now which is tasers and guns which obviously probably isn't the most effective way of like dealing with the situation like i just think people like politicians saying stuff like that they really don't know the damage it is going to cause yeah i i I really this is my personal opinion but i agree with that quote that, that we said about yeah it just it's just one of many examples where it seems like this new direction which the labor party is going in um headed by Keir starmer just seeing them it just, it just kind of feels like labor is becoming more tory and tory is almost in a way becoming more labor in in terms i'm talking like in terms of like tax and stuff and they said they wouldn't like increase taxes and they wouldn't increase like gas and bill yeah. prices whatever right and then that's all happened um it kind of feels like we're just hitting some kind of middle ground here where like no matter who's in power the same thing's going to be happening yeah i think on labor's part it is that they're i i I think what's happening is that they're very aware that they are perceived because that's the thing with a lot of stuff like a lot of people hear left-wing policies and believe that it's too good to be true and i think they want people to actually take them seriously so i think their way of like actually because because they're aware the tory party in my opinion but also semi-fact it's in a mess at the moment you can see in the newspapers like every it's in disarray um but i think they thought okay that the tory party is in disarray how can we cement our position here and unfortunately yeah. i think the way that they're choosing to do that is by essentially becoming tory party 2.0 because basic is basically a tory party but like organized and actually mm-hmm. criticizing everything that they're doing and but it's just stuff like this and for example Keir Starmer having such a um intense views on stuff like um marijuana legalization and it's just like what wh- why like what wh- what even if you're opposed to it being legalized why do you have to have such a strong view on prosecuting people for mm-hmm. partaking in in it when in other parts of the world it's 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 reviewed as common practice um i think when it's something like that where in other parts of the world like you can literally see it and it, it's it's sort of like a, it is very much a recreational activity almost i think when you when you look at it in that perspective it does it really doesn't make sense since to have such yeah. that strong view on it and to promote that and also the fact that when you're prosecuting people a lot of the time you're prosecuting um people from ethnic minority backgrounds as well so yeah I don't know what's gonna happen. How many years have we got? We've got two years until the next general election at the most. What? No way. Yeah, because it was December twenty nineteen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna You're happen. Bad. But Angela Reina, I hope that you will reconsider your statements because I think it's important impressed. that she comes out and rectifies what she said because I think you are in such a position of power you've taken a platform and you said something that's incredibly dangerous 
I think it'd be really productive for her to come out and basically backtrack and clarify maybe yeah what she meant because this i'm sure angela reina i i would like to think that she doesn't mean exactly what she said and what we've taken from what she said but it's like you're saying it's very dangerous to come out and say that especially as um deputy leader of the opposition as well like it's a big it's a big statement what i've learned like i feel like i've only been like mature in politics not for long maybe since like covid because i feel like that really awoken awoke a lot of people up to like politics and like being involved um i feel like since then i've been more active and and probably since being on this show um it's made me care a lot but i've only voted once right so i feel like i'm still very new in terms of like being politically active Mm. um but it just kind of baffles me that like politicians can come and make such big statements and it just because it reminds me that they are so far removed from our experience as like younger people colored people people that come from a minority ethnicities children of immigrants like people that live in urban areas cities you know people that come from lower socioeconomic households like that kind of stuff it makes me realize they will never ever even know 10 percent of how it feels yeah well i suppose i hate the saying playing devil's advocate but it's something that's come to my mind it's that obviously not every there's going to be very uncommon for one mp to sort of be able to relate to every single um every single intersectional element for example someone like angela rayner um her family history is that she comes from a working class um, background in stockport actually i believe um, and she um got pregnant at the age of 16 left school without any qualifications um, and she's obviously worked her way to where she is now which is incredibly commendable and she's been an avid supporter of um the working class um left-wing politics etc um it's and but then obviously in this she's completely in my opinion completely on the wrong end of the spectrum so i suppose it's sort of like how often is it that we're going to get someone who's going to represent a constituency that actually is able to properly represent everyone's politics it's true and i agree like if you put me in that position i wouldn't be able to represent everyone's politics no way Mm. like so and you know what like that is to her like that is commendable for her so i understand what you mean when you say that like no one not one single politician is going to be able to represent the entirety of the uk their experiences and their opinions that's not going to happen but it just seems so widespread across the government and the opposition party that it is that everyone does seem very far removed from a lot of things yeah that just seems like the general consensus if you look at like pretty patel and sadia javid and boris johnson and everyone like the main people like in london right now it just seems like they don't really understand they don't know what they're talking about in my opinion yeah i think that's the thing is it's it's, just, it's another world isn't it and i you know what it is it's that i me and you like we're saying we're not um we could i don't i don't think um, me personally, I could never be an MP. Like, I don't think I would be able to f- face that sort of responsibility. Maybe Halima, maybe she'd be able to, like, if she could control her 
um, yeah. violent streaks. Um, but um, <laughs> she could like contain herself to just purely verbal and not physical. Then she could maybe be an MP. <laughs> but um, we get it. And we, you get that upon hearing, like, we would never have said that, like, it's that, that statement that Angela Arena has said, it's not something that you just kind of slip out, it's a very calculated thing to think, oh, I think we should shoot terrorists first and then do this, like, and the fact that she, she either knows what people are going to respond to that and said it anyway, or she is ignorant to the fact of what she said, both are equally as bad as each other in my opinion so yeah my name's Gerns, and if you're just tuning in coming towards the end of mango masala the south asian show but i'm still here and so is simran what's so funny hi did you not hear me just claim i got like an old man no i think you've managed to oh, escape thank, God. <coughs> thank goodness how, how are bad. you doing um, by the way because you've been ill for a bit haven't you yeah, man. I tonsillitis, throat infection, everything was messed up. I was not well. I'm fine, you know. I I was bad the first few days, and then I got like completely better, and then started going gym and going uni, whatever. And now I'm off the antibiotics, but I'm so tired. So I think I overdid it. Mm. You should have. You should have just now let yourself like, rest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sleeping like unlimited at the moment. Like I don't know why. Like literally, can just sleep on demand at the moment, but. It's not so bad. Um, but yeah, I've got a question. you got a question? Okay, go on. Are you doing the Wordle? Yes, I have been doing yes. Wordle. <laughs> How have we not thought to talk about Wordle? Yo, I... Okay, what time do you do the Wordle? This is a this is an important question. So I am normally... I'm a bit of a night owl, so I'm literally like soon after midnight, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Correct answer. Yeah. Correct answer. Like Last night, I literally watched it count down from 10 seconds. What? It does a countdown? It does a countdown to the next <laughs> word. Also, if you look now, it'll be like six hours or something, whatever. So at like 23.59, it's like seconds, right? Um, and I was, I, I watched it count down, yeah. Wow. The at midnight on the dot. That's how sad my life is right now. That, 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 I don't even have anything to say. That is, that is pretty sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've, not, I've not got one wrong yet. That's really so. You, you you haven't like um as in you've you've been able to get them within six goals. You've never yeah. That's impressive. I'm not very good at it. Um, oh. I I tend to get like between four and six, or I fail sometimes. I had a very very good streak of threes only, and then recently I've had a couple of, like four or five. Blame on the New York Times. Yeah, so Americanized. <laughs> what was the one a few days ago? Humor. Oh yeah, with with the missing you, and then what the yeah, other one was, was like? Bad. What what is a cork? Cork, cork spelled C A U L K. It's like some kind of oh, like. Oh, it's like a it's like a DIY thing. Yeah, it was like. That's not American. No, it's not American, but it's like who knows that? Like what what is? No, I, I know. Actually, no. Surprisingly, we have a group chat for the wordle. I, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to admit it. We have a group chat for the wordle. Everyone got it. Fair enough. What was the one yeah. last night? I got it in six last night. What last night? It? Okay, I'm going to say it because you know what? It's nearly six o'clock and if you haven't done the word or yet, that's your bad. It was Swill. <laughs> um, swill, oh yeah. Um, I'm surprised I got that and I'm surprised so many people got that in such little guesses. My friend got it in like one or uh, like two or three, I think. 
I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Well, Mayanka explained it to me okay. yesterday. She said what I'm doing wrong, but I'm just a bit. I was in a bit of a bad mood to be honest. Laughed again. I've six. got. It's all about your starter word. My starter word used to be rubbish. It used to be crash. And I'm like, yeah, that gets a good like. It gets important content out of the way. But what you really need to get out of the way is the vowels. So my new starter word, and I'm going to be putting you all onto game now, is audio. That's four vowels. That's fair, but I'm already doing that. Like, my friend taught me, shout out Katie. She taught me, because she was only, oh, my friends were the ones who introduced me to Wordle. Her starting word is Ouija. Hi again? Ouija, you know, like Ouija board. Oh. So, O U I J A. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah, so it's basically the same, same process. But even when I do that, like, I think what it is, is I. I tend to get, like, by number three at least, I've got, like, a few letters, like, and I know, in green, and I know where they are, but then it's just a case of, I just end up using goes trying to think of words that fit that, like, that's what happened today, like, at four through to six was me, I had all four the final four letters or, or something like that and i just kept on trying different combinations and it just wasn't working and it's just like yeah yeah it's it's hard because you know the other one maybe it was yesterday or the day before it was dodge and mm. i had like lodge podge i had like all the, all exactly ones yeah before I got dodge. which is that people are now saying oh you should like you don't just keep the say don't don't keep the green letters you should try and like use all all the other um letters because then if it comes up in yellow you know that's the missing one but yeah, then yeah, but then yeah. i'm like but, but, but i but then that's like what if i don't get it i, I don't know <sighs> oh yeah i'm not doing very well i love i love like brain games yeah i just think it's so i think it's so interesting i love countdown i'm a big countdown girl <laughs> Well, maybe that's a future, you know what idea in the future. Wink, wink. Can I? Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, my God. Mianka can um, be Rachel Riley. I mean, uh, it's my understanding that Mianka isn't uh, a huge fan of Rachel Riley, but yeah, sure. Oh. Whoever the one was, Kyle Waterman. <laughs> Lol, yeah. Yeah. But now we've had a little bit of a fun tangent. We've got five minutes to discuss some relatively serious stuff. Something miserable. <laughs> so um to finish on a miserable note, um we've got um Shikari Richardson took to Twitter. Um if you don't know who Shikari Richardson is, she is an athlete. I think she's like twenty, twenty one years old. She's American. Um and she was a favourite to win some medals at the olympics that took place last year um however she was unable to compete due to failing a doping test so she tested positive for um marijuana use um and there was a whole big um debate at the time that it happened because marijuana was um or is legal in the state which she's from colorado um obviously she will have known that that was it was a drug that you're not meant to take before participating in the olympics um but it was legal where she did it and also it was um her mother had passed away that week and so obviously it was part of her grieving process so there was a big debate over whether or not she should have been refused um uh what's it called participation in the olympics now we come on to the winter olympics which are happening currently 
and a Russian skater called Kamila Valieva, um, for Valieva. Um, she's 15 years old, um, wow. and she tested positive um, before the Beijing Games for trimetazidine, which is a banned heart medication that can increase endurance. Um, now, after the in, um, what's it called, the Independent Olympics Committee, I think that's what it's called. The IOC, they took um, the step on Monday of permitting Valieva to continue competing in the singles events. Um, so they actually allowed her, and I believe what they've done is they've said you can compete, but like this kind of like trial is going on in the background, like as to whether or not she should have been able to compete. Whereas with um, Shikari Richardson, I'm pretty sure it was absolutely no, you can't do anything, you can't go forward. Now, Shikari Richardson's tweet was, can we get a solid answer on the difference of her situation and mine? My mother died and I can't run and was also favoured to place top three. The only difference I see is that I'm a black young lady. Um, now, strictly speaking, that's not true because obviously it's to do with different drugs. Um, we've got marijuana and then you've got this heart medication that can increase endurance. And I think that's why... Um, they've said that you can compete but we're going to be like deciding on this in the background because it's divided as to whether or not um the drug actually is um whether it does actually age your performance so i don't know any thoughts simran i think there's a lot of like dimensions to look at like obviously one is ethnicity and race and that like she said the difference that she could see was that she was a young black woman and obviously this person is white um i think that's one thing to look at in that you know the maybe it could play a part in the fact that she was just dismissed quite quickly that it was like not mm. even taken to trial she was not allowed to run um and they weren't even giving her a chance to like even you know maybe put her case forward about you know the legality of marijuana and maybe about her mom um maybe that's one dimension but i think the more like prominent one is the fact that it's different drugs that been tested positive for here. Mm. I think the thing that's mainly a problem for me, or, or I think should be a point of contention, is the fact that marijuana is considered to be a performance-enhancing drug, which I just don't get, because my understanding is that marijuana use... I've never heard of anyone who has... Um, took marijuana and as a result has been able to perform better in terms of agility i think uh, if anything it just slows everything down and just makes it harder so i don't really understand why they've come to that decision i think if we're going back to what happened with shikari richardson i think it's that i think in life there are very obvious like rights and wrongs um but i think and i think they should be absolutely like adhere to but with something like this it is a thing where like a certain level of compassion and context could be considered in both in terms of her mother and the state and that and i think we stick so rigidly to these rules without taking everything into context and with something like this she hasn't murdered anyone it's not imp impacting anyone yeah. else um it's not um and in my opinion i don't I, I think i think it should be up for debate as to whether this drug actually is enhancing because i don't understand how it could be but yeah i i think 
Yeah, I just think I, I I think in terms of her being able to participate, I I think that was the right decision, and I think that should have been the decision that had happened for Shikari Richardson. I think that's yeah. the that's the main distinction that I'm thinking of. Really. It's not that it's not that the um, Russian athlete should be taken out of the competition the same way Shikari was. That Shikari should have had the opportunity to compete in the same way. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's a nice little round off. Um, come to the end yeah. of the episode now. But thank you so much for tuning in. Be thank back, you. Back next week, and um, I think we're going to be talking about growth in relationships. I think a bit of a thematic episode. I am not qualified to speak on that, but I'll listen. You, you can be. You, you don't have to be romantic relationships. You can Aww, be growth. Yeah. Yeah. You can have growth and friendships and that sort of thing. But yeah, we will see you next week.